how to build a science-based roadmap for low-carbon milk. This is the topic in this episode of Future Feed Talks that we will tackle today. I'm Zena van Dijk, an editor at Musset International Media, and this series is in cooperation with DSM Firmenich Animal Nutrition and Health. I will be talking to Luis Barrera from the Brazilian Agricultural Research Corporation, who will elaborate on the concept of low-carbon milk in the dairy industry. Luis Barrera is an animal science researcher focused on ruminant nutrition, precision management, and carbon footprints in dairy. Welcome, Luis. Hi, Zana. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about greenhouse gases and livestock in the dairy sector. Um, I would like to ask you a few questions about this topic. Uh, can you elaborate on the concept of low-carbon milk and its importance in the long run? Yeah, I think that this is one subject that the people around the world, is a, a big concern around the world. And I think that is due to the enteric methane emissions by the dairy cows. And we know that the dairy sector is an important source of greenhouse gases. But uh, we are, uh, we have the challenge to show for the world that the dairy sector is a part of the solution because the farm can be integrated in the nature and we can produce using uh, different management strategies that can help to improve the biodiversity, reduce the greenhouse gases. And I think that the low carbon emissions is a new variable. I think that, the, I think that all companies around the world are searching for a different way to produce low carbon milk. And I'm working for Embrapa Dairy Cattle, researching some possibilities to change the way to produce. And we know that we can produce milk with low carbon footprint. I think that is a concern very important for the world and we can do it. So how far are you on this journey? Is it the beginning, the middle? Could yeah. you maybe elaborate on that? I remember that in Embrapa began the research related to greenhouse gas close to 2000, I think so. And uh, during this time, no data related to greenhouse gas, but today we have a good database, we have specific models, we can understand and show for the world that uh, it's possible to produce milk with low carbon uh, in different parts in the tropical seat belt. All right, and in terms of building a science-based roadmap, can you tell us more about this? Yeah, I think that the, the science was very important because as I say, 10 years ago, no data related to greenhouse gas. Today we have a lot of data and the companies put some effort to generate this data in farm. And today we are working with this data to building the roadmap for a low carbon milk. All right, and in terms of you know, nutrition plays a large part of this strategy and this topic, what nutrition strategies are there in terms of making the carbon footprints less or reducing this? Yeah, uh, nutrition is very important. Now, I, I think that is the most expensive point in the cost of production of milk. And I, related to the greenhouse emissions, I see two 
possibilities. The first one, if the farm don't have good practice, the best uh, strategy is we need to rethink, we need to introduce techniques, management practice to improve the production. If we improve the production, the low uh, the, the, we can achieve the low carbon milk too, is the first step. But there are some farms that the nutrition management is perfect and we have the second options. We can use some additives, some different foods that have the, uh, are able to reduce the enteric methane emissions. And I think that is a very important point uh, in this journey. In the, yes, to... in the discussions. And I suppose with nutrition, um, you, you, there are many um, farmers out there doing new things and they are always nutrition, uh, on the nutrition side of things, it's always evolving yeah. and new solutions and strategies. Yeah, the, the farms are using these strategies. I think that the, we have a, around the world different uh, uh, stage in the farm. Some farms have to improve the nutritional management and the water one, the nutritional management is good and we need to use the additives and other practice. So I just want to talk about Brazil. It's, it has a huge dairy sector. How is the reduction of carbon and implementation of strategies going there? Do you know? Yeah, you know, uh, we, we are the third in the world regard the milk production, we have more than 1 million producers today. But Brazil is a very big country. We have a very efficient farmers in the south and the southeast and the northeast. And we have a lot of people with small farms, with no good practice. And uh, I think that the companies are planning to attend the demand of the world to be uh, dairy farms net zero until 2050. And in this time in Brazil, for example, there are some companies pay for this. For example, there is one company that pay more than 55 cents of reais for each milk produced if the, if the farms produce a low carbon. Yeah, is that per liter milk? Yeah, per liter of milk, yeah. Yeah, I think that is the first step. Oh, it's important for us, we can pay for you. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting because the carbon footprint is a new variable. And it's a very good variable because this variable contains all good things in the farm. If the reproduction is good, low carbon footprint. If the nutrition is good, low carbon footprint. And it's good for the producer, if, as well. if you understand yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. So 2050, I mean, this seems to be a big date for many in the industry. What do you think of that date? And About is it the achievable? Value. Yes, yeah. I think that is the, uh, is the first step. I can pay for you. Yeah. Is it the beginning? Yeah. I it's think that beginning. is a good price. Yeah. yeah. You have to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, the, I think that the, the most important than the, the money, is the concept. If you improve your production, yeah. you can reduce your methane emissions. It's an incentive, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah a big incentive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so in terms of mainstream on-farm practices that will reduce reductions, you, do you think that these mainstream practices that can reduce uh, the footprints, is the uptake of them moving at a good enough pace, a fast enough pace, or is it too slow? Do you think it's going I, the way I it should it, be? I think that in this phase, there are more companies uh, no thinking about it. But there are some that are working hard and fast. Yeah. So <laughs> there's for a produce. difference. Yes, there yeah. is a, a, a big difference around the world. I think that the companies from Europe that are uh, working in Brazil are putting more effort in this way. And yeah, I think that it is. So I guess it depends on where you are, what the strategies are in those countries and what farmers are doing and what incentives they have. Yes, yeah, for depends. example, Brazil is a big country, have yeah. different strategies yes, into the Brazil. Course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so in terms of better pasture management and for example, tree planting, these are all things that farmers can do to help reduce reduction, help reduce emissions. What else can they do to reduce emissions in terms of small changes? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Brazil is the largest country around the world that produces milk from, uh, from grasses, from pastures. It's for beef and for milk too. And I think that in the tropical seed belt, the potential of the tropical grass is incredible. And we are putting a lot of effort to calculate how to include them in the calculation of carbon footprint. I think in the, the near future, we can use this and we know that this uh, capacity will be included in account and we will show for the world that we can produce with very low carbon footprint. Another option is the, use the, 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 the forest. We can introduce new species, local species that can uh, sequester? Yeah, sequester a lot of carbon. And if this, uh, we, uh, there are some examples in Brazil that farm that produce net zero milk and low, low carbon, zero carbon emissions. And uh, I believe that the grasses and the trees are part of the solution for this. And we have an, a, another good example. Brazil have been working in a genetic improvement programs for the different breeds. Breeding, yes. Yeah. And for you have an idea, in the last 20 years of the program of Girolando, is a local crossbreeding animal used to produce milk. Uh, with the Brazilian data, we developed some models to predict, to predict metallic, uh, to predict uh, methane in the ricetto. Yeah. And when the programs began 20 years ago, one cow produced 2,000 milk, 2,000 kilos per lactation. Today, these cows are producing more than 5,000. Yeah. And there is a huge impact in carbon emissions. For example, when uh, the uh, the q cows produce 40% less methane intensity compared with the beginning of the, of the program. So if the producer use a, a, a good animals, superior animals, they can produce a, more, with, produce more with, with less carbon footprint. Yes, yeah. exactly. Thank you so much for your insights today. Thank you for listening to Future Feed Talks. 
Don't miss the next episode and subscribe to this channel. We are also available on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. If you want to check out the video as well, click on the link in the description. <laughs>